Welcome into Natty Nights, a Tuesday. Yep, Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday edition. Uh, welcome into the stream. Brought to you by busr.com slash Josh. Get yourself a sign up bonus and uh, let's let's get it going. Tomorrow, we will be going over the 16 team NFL parlay. I'm so excited to lose some money. Yep. Can't wait. Absolutely can't wait. Which uh, we leads us into the, the little first subtopic. Uh, we usually go over the bets, and today I have some. Tweeted these out today um, on BOSR.com slash Josh, and so far, so far not bad. Uh, White Sox, Brewers, um, whoever the Angels are playing, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember. I, I, I submitted like seven. So I don't, Ooh. I don't really know, but uh, I I got I got an early on tomorrow's Tampa Bay Lightning New York Islanders game because so listen, I picked the Islanders because after a shit pumping like that eight to two in game one, mm-hmm. there's no way they lose, right? True, right? There's no way they lose. So I'd be pretty upset. Yeah, I mean, I the, I basically I think of it this way. They have to win game after a game like that. They have to win game two, so that's why I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just back them. I'm gonna see what happens. So I always go in ready to lose, happy if I win. It's a good mindset. Then you don't get disappointed. I mean, I know uh, <laughs> it's just a good life motto: be ready to lose, be surprised if you win. I'm like, all right, it was cool. Thanks. I'm glad I got here. Don't know how I got here, but I appreciate it. <laughs> but um, I know I threw I threw down a bunch of bets this weekend. A lot of future bets. Oof. A lot of future bets. Because uh, I think I tweeted out because I was awake so goddamn early on Saturday. Yeah. And I was just like, well, this, this feels like a good time to throw some money away real quick. Uh, so I threw five bucks down. I threw some money down on Lamar Jackson score rushing touchdown against the Browns. Easy. Easy peasy. I felt like that. Yeah, was easy is that plus money? That shouldn't be plus money, right? It was. It's at plus two fifty right now. What? Mm-hmm. So I threw some money wow. on that. Um, threw some money on the Bears to have ten plus wins this season. Why not? <laughs> all right. Uh, how, what's what are those odds? You have those four fifty plus four fifty. Wow. Yeah. All right. Bears Super Bowl plus forty four hundred. Okay. Easy. <laughs> because I I always do that. I do that every year just on the off chance. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I mean, if you think about it, right? Like. Like, you know, how much money, I don't know the math, like how much money can you afford to place on them every single year until they actually get it done? True. Right? Like, it's cool if you put five bucks down every single year or 10 bucks down every single year. But like, what if the one year, you know, you, you put in like $600 and, <laughs> and like the next, like you end up winning like 250 you're like, well, right. you know, I'm still in the hole. <laughs> they they want to super. My five gets me. My five gets me two fifty if they win. Oh wow. Okay. Um, and then I threw five on Tampa to win because they're plus fifteen hundred odds. Uh, Kansas City's still favored, right? Oh yeah. Kansas City, Baltimore. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's kind of what I. That's what I figured. So as we look, we both just talked about this before the, uh, before before we went live here. We both thought about putting money on the Miami Heat tonight, mm-hmm. and we both kind of shimmied away from it i couldn't do it man probably one of the smartest decisions we've ever made hands down i just <laughs> i got a bad vibe to it from it man like i, I mean one they're favored right which was something that... like a heavy favorite like they were like plus 210 or something like that they were really high like when it gets into that like i just don't feel like it mm, no especially in a playoff game because yeah. you never know what's going to happen although 
right? Giannis was out, but from what I've watched of uh, this game, which is some of the second and pretty much the entire second half, mm-hmm. uh, the Milwaukee defense has looked so good. Maybe the best it's looked this entire series, really? which is pretty crazy. Um, but then Miami, you got Crowder sitting there shooting threes like it's going out of style. <sighs> Dude's playing his life out right now, and that's what's been so interesting about this game. That's why I just felt like I couldn't uh, jump on it. I just, I don't know. I, I was too, uh, too nervous. Yeah. I have to be really like, even if I lose, even if I lose a bet, I have to be really confident in order to place it. Like I was, um, like putting money on the socks tonight on the, on the white socks. Um, when I place that bet, I'm like, they're going to win tonight. And then if I lose, I'm like, well, you know, that was stupid. I would rather do that than go and then place a bet that I'm iffy on and then it not come through. And I'm like, see, I knew I shouldn't have put that bet down. I just knew it. I'd rather feel the, I'd, I'd feel, I'd rather feel the, the first way. I don't yeah. know about you, but no, no, I agree with you. Like I'd rather feel real good about it and be like, okay, cool. Whereas if I throw it out there and I'm like, mm, and then it goes the wrong way, then I'm just pissed. I'm like, why did I even do that? Like Such that doesn't seem like it. something I should have done. You know what I mean? Right. Um, some quick hits before we're, we'll do this a little bit backwards this time because there aren't a ton. I feel like a, the Cubs and White Sox discussion is going to go a little bit long. So we'll, we'll hit the national stuff first. Some obviously really tough news for Denver Broncos fans. Von Miller will likely have to have ankle surgery that ends his 2020 season. That sucks because that's a team that I looked at. It could be a surprise team yeah, uh, the too. AFC, um, especially with Drew Locke and with the rest of the offense around them. And, and obviously, Von Miller is such a, a pivotal part of that defense. And did, now to be out, uh, that, that really sucks. Did you see what uh, John Elway said about Drew Locke? Reminds him a lot of himself, right? <laughs> yeah, let's just pump up those tires, baby. <laughs> pump them up. I love, uh, I love me a tall quarterback. I won't forget that that's the man that signed and gave an extension to Brock Osweiler. So, and Kyle Orton. Oh, Jesus. Yep. See, I won't yeah. forget those things. But hey, when you're one for 10 in quarterbacks, they only remember the one. Right. Way to get Peyton Manning, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go out on a limb, boys, and get Peyton Manning. Great. Yeah. So we'll stick with football. I want to have this conversation. To, okay. A, a quick hit here. Colin Kaepernick is in Madden 21 now. His, uh, he's in 81 overall. Do you have bullshit. any thoughts on this? Bullshit. Not that he's in it. Not bullshit that he's in the game. That's great. He should be in the game. I'm awesome with that. How are you 81 overall and you haven't played football in four years? <laughs> Why are you ahead of Kyler Murray? You know what that is? That's, it is. A lot of kiss-ass from EA Sports trying to help themselves after their game's been review-bombed because it's been so shit. It is shit. I played the game. I'm not excited about it. I told. I um, see you shouldn't have bought it, man. Shouldn't have I know. It. I know. But damn, man. It's like gambling. I just love throwing my money away sometimes. Um, but <laughs> BUSR.com slash draw. There it is. There it is. Get your sign bonus today. <laughs> um, but I also was like, I'm like I said, I'm glad he's in the game. He should be in the game. Mm-hmm. 81 overall is just so high to me, and like I, I that, you know that's what I should have done. Issue with it. I really should have done. I'm kicking myself in the ass right now. I should have compiled a list of quarterbacks that he is better than. Kyler Murray and Cam Newton were the two that stood out to me. Better than Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. And better. I don't even agree with the one that Ky- Kyler Murray. Like Murray Kyler Murray was impressive last year. Yep. I, yeah, I mean, look, I, I guess I'll, I'll ask this question: Why wasn't he in the game? Was he like for like forbidden from the game, like Barry Bonds was with with the MLB games? Because mm-hmm. 
I feel like if you're a, a free agent, you should be in the game, right? Well, it's going to, um, yes. I mean, obviously very different circumstances, right? Than when um, Kareem Hunt got taken out of the game, Kareem got taken out of the game because of domestic violence, very different than Callan Kaepernick, but they took Callan Kaepernick out of the game. Uh, I think that had a lot to do with the NFL, right? Mm. And now within this entire year, the NFL is trying to do so much backtracking on that um, yeah. to save face. And uh, the thing is, is that, listen, people aren't going to forget those type of things and the things that you did and all, I know all that, you know, I've seen uh, my favorite thing about the NFL Twitter today, two things, two things, one blowing up because Colin Kaepernick's in Madden, which is like, who cares? Like, that's great. He should be in Madden. He's a free agent. Why not put him in there? Two is them freaking out certain uh, group of fans freaking out because the cow Jerry Jones says the Cowboys can kneel. And like, I've just had a field day on NFL Twitter because of it. I'm like, man, this is fantastic. I right before the season starts and it's just, here we go. Let's just start the shit. Yeah. It's wild too. Uh, friend of the show, Kyle tweeted something out today and you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes Kyle, if you're watching, listening, sometimes you tweet some stuff out and I'm like, hey, maybe, maybe you just could have not tweeted that, you know, maybe you could have just lot. let it go. <laughs> um, but this one I agree with, and I, I I don't retweet anybody just because like if if you retweet something and your followers see it and they don't they don't like it then they come after you it's 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 a buzzsaw, but anyway he tweeted um you know all these people constantly tweeting about COVID nineteen and the policies that are in place and the fact that they have to wear masks and oh boo hoo cry me a fucking river, he goes how about this maybe like get off Twitter and study, like. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. get off Twitter and do something. Like, do something with your life. And I'm like, you know what, Kyle? Preach on, bro. Because sometimes, I mean, it's it's just a life principle. Like, just stop bitching and get to work. Like, just... And plus, like, none of these people... Like, these are, like, 24-year-old people just complaining. Just for no fun. Yep. Like, and, and, like, they're, they're the same people that, like... <laughs> They're the same people that like complain that they have class at 8 a.m. Like it's just it's ridiculous, man. So Kyle, shout out to you, bro. Um, perfect segue to uh, the 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 state that gets a lot of criticism, a lot of praise throughout COVID nineteen, and that is Florida, specifically Tampa Bay. Tom Brady mm -hmm. and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are fascinating to me. Yeah, Tom. Thomas has a, uh, a lot of weapons Thomas? around him. No, Tom has. I was trying. Oh. It came off that way. I thought it did. Good old Tom Tommy. Has, Thomas. Sorry. Mr. Thomas Brady. Uh, Tom has so many weapons around him this time around. And probably more than in recent memory in New England. Uh, with obviously Mike Evans, Chris Godwin coming off of such a great season. Yep. You brought Gronk back. Does that help out OJ Howard? Geez, I'm sure fancy owners hope so because he really let me down last year. <laughs> um, and then you have a running back core, which now I assume is going to be headlined by Leonard Fournette. I know they're going to use him this week, they uh, Bruce Arians said. And uh, first off, Leonard Fournette coming out here talking about finally having a quarterback to play for. First <laughs> off, don't you dare ever disrespect the man Blake Bortles like that ever again. Yeah, bro. Blake of the year, bro. Come on. Bro, he, he won me a fancy football championship. Yeah, so. I mean, he had that good year. Yeah, I think it's just, I think Leonard Fournette is just, he's just a frustrated dude. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of issues in Jacksonville that I, I think a lot of players 
kind of just want to get out of or they're or once they do get out of it they're like you know what i'm not even gonna speak on it it's over leonard fournette was like bro i was your best player <laughs> i was your best player so yeah it's it's cool to see him in tampa bay but here's what intrigues me about tom brady and the tampa bay buccaneers i'm really starting to i know earlier i'm like i'm just so uncertain about them because we don't know how they're gonna look we don't know how gronk is gonna hold up but i think Mike Evans and Chris Godwin alone can make it so that Tom Brady can play a below average quarterback position and still win double digit games. Tampa that one that NFC South is so interesting in general, right? You're going to have Tom Brady leading the Buccaneers and week 1 we get Tampa Bay versus the Drew Brees and the Saints. Yeah, that's going to be sick. I mean that's fantastic. I will be looking for ways to watch this for sure. But um, I think that Tampa Bay, if it all goes right, that team's going to at least have 10 wins. At least. Uh, they should. I mean, they have a solid defense, um, but that offense just has so much firepower. Now, what is Tom going to do at like 42 years old? I don't know. I have no idea. But I am so interested to see Tom Brady and that he's in, he's not in a Patriots uniform, and it's really weird. Well, I I just think what's crazy to me, and I, and again, it's like he doesn't have to play TB twelve quarterback. Like he doesn't have to do that. He he doesn't have to be the playmaker anymore. And you know, you could argue that last year and the year prior, uh, that he didn't because of Julian Edelman and and guys like when when Mohamed Sanu came over, but he was like, oh, he's gonna be this is he's gonna eat, and now. I mean, seriously, you have – I don't know what Gronk is going to be. Obviously, you can, or you can make an argument that you don't know what any of these guys are going to be. But with the fact that you have two safety nets and tight ends of O.J. Howard and Rob Gronkowski, and then if that's not working, you have, on top of the, the two wide receiver studs that you have, you also have Leonard Fournette and an upgraded offensive line. I'm, man, this team, I might jump on this wagon because – they just seem like a team where you're like, they. How do they lose? How do they yeah, lose? Yeah, I agree. As somebody that used to be a Buccaneers fan, um, that feels great. <laughs> when when they wore the creamsicles, it. though. Oh, dude, yeah. Also, because <laughs> my, my uh, family had connections to Mike Allstott. So yes. I was like, yeah, bro. Let's let's run it. Yeah. Um, so I I was a huge Tampa fan in the early 2000s, but you know. I'm not gonna jump back on it, but I I'm, am I gonna get probably at least a jersey of Tom Brady at the Buccaneers? You damn right, mm -hmm. damn right, because Tom Brady's great. I listen. I remember a couple years ago. I think it was the last year Gronk was on the Patriots. I went with uh, my brother, my dad, and my uncle to see Steelers, Patriots in Pittsburgh. Tom Brady had the ball left, two minutes to go, and I, I shit you not, he didn't even have to go talk to the coach. He just turned around and knew what the fuck he was gonna do. And I have never, ever seen a quarterback. To be able to witness it live is just a whole different thing. And the way he moves and the way it's almost like he's got a timer in his head. He knows when to slide up and slide back to the side. And, and he just, just missed Gronk in the end zone to win that game. And the Steelers won, which is cool. But just to see it, I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's the greatest quarterback I've ever seen play. I'm sorry. This, this man... Like even at a guy that didn't have to go out, doesn't have to go out there and throw 4,500 yards every year. He doesn't have to. And it just, it works. And so now to get him out of the new England system and put it in a 
Bruzarian system, which is also quarterback favorited, right? Big Ben's uh, had a great time in that system, and Carson Palmer's had great times in that system. Uh, Kurt Warner, obviously. So this is going to be real fun to see. And I'm man, I, I've seen so many people like the odds are so high on Brady to win an MVP, and I would not be surprised. I also think that people. Okay, I shouldn't say people. Me, me in general. <clears throat> uh, I didn't think about this until just now. And usually I'm a lot smarter than that, to be honest with you. Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, like, he's not going to play a lot in cold weather. A lot of people were talking about that last year. Like, oh, the cold weather's starting to get to the guys. He's going to be 42 years old. And now you're in Tampa Bay, and you're like, it's going to be easy to get loose. It, You're not going to worry about cold weather and gripping the ball. Like, there's going to be so many things at home games that he's not going to have to deal with that he that he had to deal with for his entire career. Yeah, and I don't know um, their entire schedule off the top of my head, but I mean, even if you're just looking at their division, right? What what's the coldest it's going to get? Carolina, I mean, that's probably it. Oh shit! Because you're yeah, going to because... be in a dome for New Orleans, a dome for Atlanta, and then you've got obviously you're in Tampa, so it's going to be yeah, pretty it's gonna warm. Be Carolina, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, it really depends on when you play Carolina, right? I mean, there are those weird times where Carolina gets you know pretty damn cold, but uh, I think that that's such an interesting point to bring up that Tom's going to have fair not that it ever he ever struggled in bad weather before well, right? no but it but, plays a factor for sure mm-hmm, especially when you're getting older man I feel like that's going to help his body a lot that crazy I just wanted to bring that up because I saw that I saw the Bucks trending today and you know just more as we gear up for football I just I like to find those little things and be like god damn that's so crazy uh, so yeah tomorrow we will be going over the uh, that we'll, we'll preview the Thursday night game really uh, quickly, and we'll do the sixteen team parlay, and uh, we'll set some ground rules as well. That it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, a fun packed episode tomorrow, um, but we'll take a break now. Come back with Cubs and White Sox talk right here on Natty Nights. From the first pitch to the final buzzer, on tap Sportsnet has got you covered for all your Chicago sports needs. Read up on the current state of your team on our website and listen to us banter during our team specific podcast thirsty we even have beer reviews to help you take the edge off follow us on twitter at ontap sportsnet and get all the content you'll ever need at ontapsportsnet.com ontap sportsnet it's what's on tap in chicago hey guys it's ryan green machine ebner here from the big j and bb show your source for gaming anime and sports news you can find us on your podcast platform of choice just search big j and bb show on stitcher spotify Apple Podcast, and many more. Also, find us on Twitter at Big BB Show. Now, enjoy the next episode and stay breezy. Hello, everyone. I'm Undead Rebel, and you could find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash undeadrebel. You'll see a variety of content on stream, including sporting news, but my channel is more focused around video game content and playthrough of the hottest and newest video games currently out now. So, Can't wait to see you in the stream to watch some epic fails, have some laughs, and maybe some OMG moments. Enjoy the rest of the show. Some breaking news coming uh, through the ticker. Ryan, did you get this? Yeah, are you talking about Billy Donovan? Yep, yep. Yeah, Billy Donovan out as head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, Bulls or no? 
I was just going to say Bulls or no. I honestly don't hate Billy Donovan as a head coach. Obviously, he's great uh, in Florida. But, I mean, even in Oklahoma City, he's uh, had some solid years there. So, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. It's not I, my guy. I just don't I know. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, again, I, I mean, I've said it a million times. The basketball queue isn't crazy for me. So, when I see people floating around names on Twitter, I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are. Aside from a few, right? But uh, when people are like, oh, an underdog guy here would be, and I'm like, mm. hey, last know, time the Bulls went with an underdog guy like Hoiberg, it was like, mm. yeah, but different guys now, different guys, different guys making that higher. That's true. So. That's true. I, I would like to see, I, I'm, I'm just ready for the Bulls to make some type of decision. I can't wait. Obviously, it's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be as surprising as Steve Nash, but, you know, we'll see. <laughs> right. Oh, they're like, hey, you know what? Chauncey Billups. Actually, I've seen some oh. people, I've seen some people talk about him. Don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know I much don't. about that situation, but people were talking about that. Um, okay. So, I, really, quickly before we get into the Chicago stuff, I would love to know from the folks listening on the podcast, watching the stream, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this format of this show <clears throat> and this is literally up to everybody. So I'm not going to make any decisions unless it's called for. Would you guys refer, refer, would you guys prefer the national stuff be first or the national stuff be after the break? Because sometimes I feel like the national stuff, like we take a break and then we talk for five minutes and then it's like, eh, all right, see you later. Because sometimes there's not a ton going on. So on nights that it's really slow nationally, would you rather have national stuff first and then take a break and then have the long conversations about the Chicago stuff or keep it the way we're doing it? Uh, on Twitter, at Josh Barlog, you can even tweet at Big Jane BB Show. Uh, email me, text me, I don't, I don't care. Whatever you guys, however you guys want to get me that information, that'd be great. So the Cubs and White Sox. I talked about it yesterday, and I just want your take on it. Because uh, this is basically like your half of the show. Because I've said all that I can say about the Cubs and White Sox as I did yesterday, as we head into the to the home stretch, uh, as we hopefully both make the playoffs, and obviously it looks like we will, but you know who knows. Um, your thoughts? Well, I'll start with the Sox, right? I mean, first and foremost, the Sox. If you're a Sox fan, how can you not be happy? with where this team is at this year right now sitting at 26 and 15 um they're still up i believe on pittsburgh yep, so there three, you go right Mike, Mike, you know hoping to pick up your 27th win here <laughs> yeah. uh you're tied you're tied for first in the al central with the indians i think you're maybe what a half game up on the twins yep it feels good it has to feel good it feels um you know as of right now before we get into a playoff situation it feels like they are ahead of schedule that's what it feels like to me. Where mm, see, I I don't mean to cut you off. I know I said dude, this was you had the floor, but I just saw somebody today of sig significant not baseball knowledge say that they are still behind schedule. They are not ahead of schedule. I know it feels that way because they're winning, but I don't know how I feel about that. I'm just saying that somebody said that. I don't know how I feel about it, but it is what it is. I, I think the reason that maybe you would argue that it's not is because of the pitching staff. Yeah. That is where and the injuries, me, you think? Where, yes. You know, I mean, obviously, that's my biggest problem is, I mean, look, you don't know what to do with Ronaldo Lopez. Uh, Rodon's hurt. Kopech was hurt and wasn't and sat out this season, right? So, uh, you know, chalk that one up to like, oh, oh well, so there it is. Yeah. Uh, your bullpen guys are getting hurt. Um, 
obviously you feel great from what you've seen from Giolito this year. I do, at least. I feel fantastic because if you, when we went into this year, we said he's got to play like an ace. I'm sorry, he just has to because that's what he's designed to be right now is our ace. And uh, no hitter and everything this year. What, well, what and a lot want? of people, a lot of people were like, well, you know, 2019 was kind of a, it was a fluke. He's got to do right. it in 2020 in order to be a good pitcher and. Those people haven't come out of their closet yet. So no, no, they're still sitting there. I don't want to talk about it. And yeah. like that's my biggest thing with the Sox is that when I talk about being ahead of schedule, what it feels like to me is because you know now it's probably a lot of that on my mind is because it's short. If this was 162, I'd probably be like, okay, this is good, cool, cool, cool. Uh, this is you know okay, maybe I didn't think we'd get this far, but this feels pretty good. Uh, but I'm still really happy about it. Obviously, the instant impact of Luis Robert cannot be overstated enough. It's insane. Listen, man, I know people are talking about Kyle Lewis in Seattle and no disrespect to Kyle Lewis, but Luis Robert has to win rookie of the year. He has to. (laughs) I'm going to be so pissed if Luis Robert does not win rookie of the year. He has to, uh, he has to plummet the rest of the way to not win rookie of the year. Yeah, I mean, listen, he has been unbelievable this entire season. And, like, you know, the 266 average isn't something that I'm going to write home about, but it's his impact on the field that he's had when he's there and his impact, especially defensively, right? We talked about it a few weeks ago when he got hurt, banged himself up diving. Oh, the other night I just saw him dive and make a beautiful catch. I don't know how he made that catch. I don't know how he got there as quick as he did in center field. That has to feel good as a White Sox fan. Jose Abreu MVP. coming in. Oh, I hope. I hope he wins MVP because I'm sorry. Sox fans that ripped him coming into this series, uh, season, kick rocks, bro. That's ridiculous. <laughs> the dude has been nothing but consistent his entire time here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Also a rookie been, of the year winner. With, yes, and he's produced with a shit team. Yeah. Yo, he's been a part of this rebuild the entire time and he still has produced you now and then you get to tim anderson and you get to tim anderson for a second year in a row just balling out and that is what one of the big things i was a top three things i was worried about this year was tim anderson falling off that was up there because i was like "Mm, you know i don't know did he really put it together or is this going to be a one-off because i've seen Sox players do that i've seen alexa ramirez have a huge season and then just completely plummet (laughs) so you know you have to worry in that way both tim anderson's looked great and tim anderson has improved defensively as well and that is another big big deal because that was really the one knock on him was his defensive ability and i just think as a Sox fan right now where i sit I'm extremely, extremely happy. Um, I feel good. All I want to do is just beat some good teams, man. Let's do that. You're going to get a chance because the end of this schedule is not easy. Yeah. The end of the schedule is not easy. Cincinnati, Cleveland, uh, Detroit's playing pretty good ball lately. Uh, I feel like I've said that the past entire week, but they really have. Um, So you have them, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Minnesota, and then you have the Cubs. So (laughs) look, man, I, I just make the playoffs. Would it be nice? Would it be nice to 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 win the division outright? Absolutely. But Cleveland ain't going away. Mm-mm. No chance. And Minnesota isn't going away either. I know people are are kind of shitting on them a little bit because they're not playing well. They're not going away. Um, and then you look at like the National League opponents. Cincinnati, you know, they're not going the way they want it to. 
but they're still a, a team that's you know they're they're no slouch. And then obviously the Cubs series is is going to be exactly what we expected. So I don't know. I, I'm to the point where like I have I still don't have any expectations this year um, for the playoffs. Like make the playoffs and then that's it. Like we'll just we'll take we'll take from it what whatever we get, and then let's go into next year, add more because I, I look, one thing a lot of people have to remember is there's still a lot of money to spend. Yep. So there's going to be pieces that go. There's going to be pieces that come, and this team. Look, you think this team is good now? <laughs> next year on paper, this team is gonna be this team's gonna be stacked. You can't, uh, every time I bring it up, this team is locked up for five to 10 years, the core yep. of this team. And that cannot be overstated. Uh, that is so impressive. Also, Josh, look at it. It's it's September 8th, and we're sitting here with two guys for MVP contention and a rookie of the year favorite. And arguably, um, talked about it yesterday, arguably if Dallas Keuchel doesn't leave that start yesterday early, a Cy Young contender. Exactly. And, and that's I'd, not, again, not me being a homer. Other people are saying this stuff, too. The guy has just been unbelievably effective. So, just want to throw that out there. Yeah. And then, um, let me get to the north side. Uh, the Cubs. Jeez. Um, <laughs> it's not that bad. It's, no, it's, it's not. Really and that's not. a big thing, too, right? It feels... When you look at Cubs Twitter... They're so ooh. down in the dumps, man. I don't yeah. understand it. They're winning with a bunch of bartenders. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like their ad, their ad was Cameron Maben. Their ad was Jose Martinez. Or, I'm sorry, um, t- former ooh. Tampa Bay Ray. Yeah, aren't you? Yeah, Isn't it Jose Martinez? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, for some reason I wanted to say Hernandez. I don't know. Uh, and then they add Billy Hamilton. Stud. Like, like you guys are winning with guys that don't take up even a percentage of your payroll to write home about. Like, your bullpen is still shaky. The back end of your starting rotation is shaky as you await Chatwood and, and Jose Quintana being completely healthy. I just, I find it crazy, man. It's like when the Cubs lose, the Cubs fans are like, just trade everybody. Like, this team sucks. And then the next day, Rizzo, Rizzo and Hayward Homer, and they're like, "I knew it. This team's going all the way." And you're like, oh, "Wait a second, wait, what? You were just trading everybody yesterday." Uh, but I think you know what it is, though. I think it has a lot to do with the hot start they had. Yeah, hundred percent. What they what they start? Twelve and two, ten and 13, two, thirteen and thirteen and three. Something crazy. It was yeah. some yeah, it was something crazy like that. And now they're what twenty five and nineteen. 24 and 18 24 right and now, 18. but they still hold a three game lead. Yeah. That division has been bad. That division sucks. Um, I would call that the rest of the divisions. I mean, besides Pittsburgh, which I knew where they would be, but the rest of them very underachieving. If you were to tell me that you were able, as a Cub fan, you're able to sit there and have the Cardinals struggle, the Brewers struggle and the Red struggle. Yeah. Uh, Red team that invested a lot into them. Right. We went into this, but well, you know, going into spring training, we put the Sox and the res as maybe the two, arguably the two teams that had the best off season and the Cubs are still have a three game lead. Even though Javi's bats been d- disappeared, Chris Bryant still getting hurt. Um, but look at you Darvish 
that has to feel if I'm a Cub fan, that has to be the biggest takeaway. It's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Thank God you Darvish has played great. Kyle Hendricks still pitching fantastic. I saw somebody death taxes and Hendricks dominating at Wrigley Field. <laughs> that is what the guarantees are. And you know, and then you got Lester, who obviously we're approaching the end, I think, for Lester. And the Cubs just I understand Cubs fans' frustration at the same time is because they don't have any money. And it's like, how are they going to fix these holes that they have? They have something's got to give. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what. I think the Cubs actually found themselves in sort of a bad situation, like kind of between a rock and a hard place. Because think about it. If they, excuse me, if they would have been losing this year, a lot of those pieces are gone. The money's freed up. You start to bolster some prospects and you don't have to worry about contract extensions. You don't have to do any of that. And... And you could do the same thing next year, right? Like, oh, you know what? You know, Chris Bryant, we're not, his stock isn't very high this year. Javi's stock isn't very high this year. We're going to, we're going to keep him until next year and see what happens. And then, you know, July 29th comes around and all of a sudden, you know, the Padres or, or the A's need somebody crazy and they're willing to give up the farm for him. You know, now you're in a good situation to rebuild again with the Cubs but they're in this situation where they're in first place in a bad division. But, hey, it's not their problem. The division's bad. They're taking care of business in first place. They're not in a position, and they were not in a position at the deadline to be like, you know what, you want, you got, who wants Javi? Because they're winning, and, and they're in a position to make the playoffs. Why on God's green earth would you get rid of Javi Baez, Wilson Contreras, Chris Bryant, and so on if you have a chance to make the playoffs, and who the hell knows what's going to happen? So... I feel bad for, I, I've said it a lot of time. I feel bad for Cubs fans right now because you don't know what the hell is going to, is going to happen. Yeah, like, do you think there's any possibility that this off season they start to deal or no? Let's see how this ends. Right. Um, I think it ends. Obviously they're going to get in the playoffs. I just, there's no way I do me that they don't, they would have to completely implode. Yeah. And I just don't see that happening. I think there's too much talent on that team for that to happen. And like I said, I mean, look, I'm looking at it. Brewers getting their shit battered around by the Tigers. Um, right now and you're looking mm, at the card struggled <laughs> and it's just man it's it's unreal so the cubs are gonna by default get in here and then let's see what happens right you talked about chatwood and katana coming back healthy what does that do for them then yeah we got to see right we got to see where they're at so would i be completely shocked if the cubs go into this offseason just start wheeling and dealing no no because they again like i said you've got holes and you don't have a lot of cash, so you're gonna have to figure out ways to to make this work. And it, I listen, I I do. I feel for Cub fans a little bit because of you know as much as my heart will allow me to, I guess. Um, because it's like, damn man, that that is kind of rough to deal with. Where you can't, you're not out of it. I mean, I, listen, I don't think anybody in the NL is beating the Dodgers. No, no I mean that team's way. just. Yeah. Oh, that team is nasty. And so it's like, oh, what are we going to do? The Dodgers are so good, it's annoying, dude. Like It is. I, again, I watched that one. I watched that game. I brought it up before when they were playing the Diamondbacks, and it was one nothing all game. All game. With one out in the bottom of the ninth, Mookie Betts hits a solo homer to center. It's tied, and then they win it on an error in the bottom of the tenth. It's like this team, man, I get it. Some things just have to go your way. We see we saw it a lot this season with, with the White Sox, and we'll, we'll continue to see it probably down the stretch. But it's like the, the Diamondbacks had that game down. <laughs> they just – it was theirs. And Mookie ties it with one swing, and then they win it. It's it's crazy, man. Yeah, I, 
I've it's no secret that the Dodgers have been a National League favorite from really spring training, even the off season. I don't I don't know how Cubs feel Cubs fans feel about the playoffs, right? Like as a White Sox fan and most White Sox fans like, yeah, make the playoffs, we'll see what happens and we'll go into next year. We're at the be- we're still like at the beginning of like, hey, it's time to win now. Like the window hasn't opened yet. Well, no, it's open. It's open because Look, well, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like you're starting to lift it, though. Yeah, it's yeah, it's almost like well, that's kind of what I mean by like we're starting to really contend now. Like now is the time to really kick it, kick it into gear. Mm -hmm. And for Cubs fans, it's like, do you really think you can do something in the playoffs? And like, I'm not. I'm just. That's just a question. Like, do you think, you know, like Dodgers fans are like, oh, can't wait for the playoffs. We're fucking sixty-one and nine. Like, just it's ridiculous. But as as a Cubs fan, it's like, do you do you really think that you can run the table in the National League and go to the World Series? I I, I mean, as a non-biased opinion, no. Yeah. Like, no way. But I think I felt better at the start of the season. I thought the Cubs will my AI wouldn't sleep on them. Um, you know, see what happens. But now, like, just watching the the Dodgers just dominate has just been, um, I don't know, man, that's, uh, that's tough. That's really tough. And thank God. And I'll say this, what the Dodgers being so good. Thank God. The Yankees suck. (laughs) Dude. I, I can't tell you how, how happy I am that the, like it makes, I'm happier that the, in the beginning of the year, I was happier that the Astros were shit in the bed, but, I'm definitely happy that that the Yankees are. I tweeted that out the other day. Four game losing streak, about to be five. I'm pretty sad that they lost today, or they're they're losing. They were down, yeah. Uh, so like a five game losing streak, two and eight in their last ten. I'm sorry, you're missing your big bats. You're missing a couple bats, and you can't get it done. Hmm. Hmm. They're only two games better than the Orioles. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, the Orioles are wow. only two games back of them, man. Wow, BK, shout out you, bro. Bro, uh, man, could you imagine if because of this extended playoffs, the O's find a way to get in? Unreal. Well, and there's time. Yep. There's time. 19 games left. Uh, well, 18 after tonight. That's that's crazy stuff. But yeah, let us know how you guys feel. Uh, Cubs or White Sox fans, you can get in, get some Bulls takes in here too because I I need to up my knowledge a little bit. Uh, Bears, get your Bears takes in. Well, that's going to be interesting. How the hell are we going to find time to do this voicemail show on Sunday? There's going to be so much football on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see the number on your screen, podcasters, the number 815-714-9044. Anything goes in that voicemail, and once you leave that message or send in that text message, you are entered to win a jersey after this uh, podcast hits 1,000 listens. And by the way, this is episode 81 of Natty Nights. Dude, you are like right behind Big J and BB Show. Jesus. Well, I guess because you're doing it five times a week, right? Marion Hosa episodes love it also shout out to you because the heat won uh (laughs) well see uh yeah i'm not mad about that i just because uh, you know you you called it so long ago to watch out for the heat and here we are well look i can't i'm not gonna be able to clip that either because i don't remember what i don't remember what episode i said that on I probably Honestly, it might have been a Big J and BB show, and I have no idea. It, it was it was on Big J and BB show because I was in the chats. Uh, but I I definitely said it here, and I don't remember what it was, and I'm not gonna find it. 
I'm, I don't plan and, on it either. So. And also touching back on what we just talked about baseball. Yeah. Louis Romo said in the comments, nothing matters right now. Once the playoffs begin, it's anyone's for the taking. That's true. That's, That's true, a good but point. I, but at the same time, depth is so important in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, do you feel, okay. So, so one and two, you feel good, right? Louis, huge Cubs fan. Louis, huge Cubs fan. Uh, also, thanks for tuning in, bro. You feel really confident in you, Darvish, and Kyle Hendricks. But after that, how do you feel? I mean, do you are you confident in John Lester? Are you confident in Tyler Chatwood? Well, I mean, like, I don't know how this... That's why I want a Cubs fan to, like, join the show and get their thoughts out. Because personally, as just a baseball fan, I'm game one and two, I'm, I mean, hands down. Like, let's get it done. But after that, it's like, ah. Uh, and then... You go to the bullpen, and I mean that's no secret. People are people are very uneasy about that bullpen. So, I get it. I get where that thought comes from. Of like, hey, once the playoffs start, it's anybody's game. But at the same time, like injuries happen. Um, you got days of rest out of the bullpen. Like there there are factors that are going to come up, and you have to have the guys that can step up and get it done. This could be a totally right. Like, what if Kyle Hendricks sucks in the playoffs, and oh. Jose Quintana is the guy that steps up? And it's like, well, I don't care who gets it done as long as somebody gets it done. I just don't know. I don't necessarily know if there's enough capable guys to get it done. Yeah. So, I don't know. But it's, regardless, it's fascinating. It is though. It really is because I I just think they're in such a an odd spot. That's my thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm we'll, we'll we'll hang around and see if Luis wants to comment back, but um, I don't know. Like, I feel like as Cubs fans, you know, when you look at this team and it's almost like a like you're just staring in slow mo of and this is the only way I know how to describe it. You're staring in slow motion of like a car accident that's about to happen. Like you're just waiting for this team to separate. And there's nothing you can do about it. It yeah. really isn't. Now, with Luis's point, John Lester's off right now, but come playoff time, history has shown he shows up. Rest isn't an issue right now since those arms haven't pitched in months. Again, true, but will there be rust on Katana? Will there be rust yeah. on Chatwood? Is Listen, John Lester, has he balled out in the playoffs before? 100%. Is age still going to kick in? I don't. No, that's the tough one man it depends on who the cubs match up with which i don't know i don't have that bracket on me and someone said that yeah, I, all i know I is the Sox know. had to play the twins and i was like well we're fucked that sucks. <laughs> yeah. um, here comes but, five errors jesus right, i'd be pissed yeah. but i don't know who the cubs have to start off against if the, if the playoffs began the day and that's gonna be interesting would i be shocked if it got down to the end and it is the dodgers and the cubs in the nlcs no, because I don't know how I feel about the rest of the National League anyway. I yeah. mean, you got to look at the Atlanta Braves in a similar situa situation. They're in first, and they didn't have Acuna for a hot minute. Mm -hmm. Now he's back. He's tearing it up. And, I mean, that's another team that's kind of banged up. This is so interesting to me because the National League, in, it, to me, is like it's Dodgers, and then it's just the rest, and you don't know where it's all going to fall apart. The Cubs are in that category where they could have a huge playoff run nothing against that if they i feel like no 100 percent. if everything pans out they could get that that i mean luis if you're if you're sticking around if you're still here i i don't know if you've i don't know how much you've paid attention to the show but way back before spring training even started there were so many people talking about david ross first year manager 
you know, the, the Cubs are done. They're not going to have a good year. They were talking about, you know, 82 wins. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> the Cubs are still a damn good team. Like, let's not sleep on them at all. I, I feel like they can win that division. I, I, the sleeper pick in the, in the National League Central was the Cincinnati Reds. But I'm like, I, did, I don't understand where this, where this ill will toward the Chicago Cubs is because is coming from because they still have, like, they still have a lot of those main pieces. And here we are. I mean, look, when they started that, when they had that hot start, I, tweet, I, I texted a bunch of Cubs fans that I know, and I'm like, I told you. Like, I just, I told you, they're playing damn good baseball right now. And their bullpen is wasn't good in the beginning either. They were getting it done with a bad bullpen. And now I think there's things are starting to catch up to them. I, I think that's that's just what's what's happening. They're going to make the playoffs. I get, you know, it, it's true. I'm not denying the point of like, hey, when the playoffs start, it's it's anybody's. I'm just worried about that depth. Because, like, your depth pieces, I mean, like, what's Cameron Mabin going to do in the playoffs? Like, I mean, Jose Martinez? I, I mean, again, right? Like, I, I just, it's like the equivalent of when the White Sox had, like, Brett Morrell on the, on the bench. It's like, he's a guy, but he's not going to get anything done, <laughs> right? Like, the pieces are there, but they're just pieces. They're not... Right. They're not value pieces. So, yeah, and I agree with Luis that his his biggest fear is the bullpen, and his only fear is the bullpen. And uh, yeah, it's every. Yeah. I mean, it sucks too because, it like when you look at starts like Hendricks and and uh, and you Darvish and stuff like that, and it's like you know they go six seven innings right, and you're like that was a damn good start, unbelievable. And then you know like Alec Mills comes in, and you're like, well. It's a very good chance we lose this game because, you know, our our starter just threw six, seven solid innings, and now we got to give it away to, to the bullpen that we we haven't had confidence in since game one. So that's why I feel for Cubs fans, man. There's just so many things like it's the equivalent to when the White Sox had Chris Sale, and Chris Sale would throw six amazing innings, and then he would give it up to like I can't even name a guy that that was on the. Um, that was on that roster, but it was like, it's, it's three to one. Chris sale comes out in the seventh with one out. And then all of a sudden walk two run Homer, we're tied. And then the inning blows up and we're down seven, three. <laughs> it's, it's just, right. it sucks, man. So Luis, I'm, I'm feeling for you, bro. I'm not trying to deflect anything that you're saying. I'm just, I'm just trying to be devil's advocate here as we head into the playoffs, because obviously both Chicago teams want to win. Um, both Chicago fans are, are excited for these playoffs, but I think we're in two very, very different spots. Yep. hundred percent. So, uh, if you do have anything more to say, the uh, voicemail episode is recorded on Sunday, released on Monday morning, 815-714-9044. Thanks everybody for tuning in tonight. Are you a uh, big J and BB show Twitch this, this week? No, we won't be on Twitch, but we are going to record two, at least two episodes this week. Tonight, I'm going to jump over and do our sports show, our weekly sports show we're going to do, go over, do some NFL picks. And then Thursday night, I will record uh, another gaming episode with everybody. And then those will be posted then on what's today, Tuesday. So Wednesday yep. and Friday, those new episodes will come out wherever you get your podcast. All right. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, find this podcast wherever you find uh, the Big Jane BB Show, Apple, Spotify, etc. And uh, that'll do it. Stay tuned for tomorrow's show. A lot of NFL talk tomorrow, including some betting and losing. So fade us tomorrow. We'll talk to you then.